0: Welcome to Audio Bites. Hey, welcome to Audio Bites, with the show where we talk about all things audio and pretty much anything else we feel like. I am Chris, and I'm JD. What's going on? AKA Captain Caveman
1: Captain Caveman Oh my gosh dude like I told you that I was going to have a a a name for you this show but I didn't uh, I didn't have a chance to to come up with it but it's coming trust me it's coming <laughs> Captain Yeah Caveman.
0: Yeah, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Okay. Uh, I'll just keep them coming, man. I'll keep okay. them coming. All right. <laughs> so uh, first off, I mean, some big news happening. Of course, you know, you, everybody has probably seen this all over uh, Twitter, all over Facebook, I mean, oh, yeah. social media, news, everything, especially with Tyrese's video talking about how Dr. Dre is the first billionaire in rap history. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, that's an Apple looking to purchase Beats Audio for $3.2 billion.
1: Yeah. That's a lot of money.
0: (laughs) Yep. (sighs) Smells like money. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, I'm, I, I, for one, I could say, I'm, I can't say that I'm not surprised, um, I am a little shocked um, by the news. Uh, my first question is why, but then my mind goes to, um, I know why already because of, you know, where innovation is for Apple. They really want um, innovative products. And for what Beats has done and the way they've integrated themselves, not I mean, they're, they're not just a headphone company. They have branded themselves as a sound company, close to what Dolby is like, they're trying to go the Dolby route with what they're trying to do and how they've integrated themselves in the phones, you know, beats audios phones specifically made with beats audio. You know, they have the, the, uh, equalizers that you can get, you can download and use. Um, I mean, there's just so many different ways that they have utilized, um, the brand. So from a brand perspective, they've done really well. I was really impressed and really like the, uh, the commercials that they shot with Kaepernick and um, yeah, the dude from the uh, I forget what his name is, the dude from the the uh, Seahawks Seahawks yeah, um, they did really well with those those commercials um, showcasing how uh, how people use the product. It wasn't really about the product, and that's some of the yeah. best placement you can do. So.
0: I think they know they're not the best sounding headphones. Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and uh, so basically, they're they're just trying to make it cool to wear Beats, which I mean it's cool. But I mean uh, to be honest, Apple's uh, Earpods have been touted to have better sound quality than anything Beats has put out. Yeah, yeah. But well, I think I I personally think that it's. Yeah, it's partially like partially the headphones because I mean Apple does like accessories. Yes, but uh, I think it's also largely because Beats has a streaming service that uh, they are really working well with AT and T about.
1: Huh? Okay.
0: Uh, they, Yeah, they uh, put out this new Beats streaming service. I mean, uh, and that's almost in direct competition with iTunes Radio, except you don't pay for iTunes Radio. Right. So, uh Apple's like, Oh well, you know what they've got this really great streaming service, and also uh these headphones that are a huge part of pop culture, and maybe we can get Dr. Dre in on it and give us a little you know heads up, little nods some advertising,
1: yeah, I think that's part of the uh the other thing because if you look at Apple's branding and who they cater to um you don't really see a lot of uh Hip hop people um, no. touting the Apple brand. Now they do with the Mac Pro because that's what they produce on. So people like T Pain yeah. and some of the other ones really put forth, you know, uh, the the effort. You know, he even has his own T Pain app. You know that he has on, <laughs> on the Apple <laughs> iStore. He I-
0: even iTunes. has he even has a plugin for DAWs uh, for yeah. the T Pain effect. Yeah, uh, yeah. By Isotope, which... uh, I think it is. All right. So uh, talking about uh, beats and everything of course you know uh i'm really hoping that apple technology helps to improve the sound of beats because to be honest the only beats that have actually sounded great to me are their highest line like their producer edition uh Uh, those things are like six seven hundred dollars or something like that Uh i mean they're really expensive and to be honest I mean they feel good they're solid steel and uh, they actually sound halfway decent but once in a, once again you're getting that bass overdrive yeah, yeah that uh, uh,
1: that th- the bass thing is really I mean it's nice like for instance you know whenever I'm playing on the drums um, somebody bought a, a pair of beats up to the church um and I put those on for drumming and it's good because of the noise cancellation but it also allows you to hear like the bass and in, in, in other songs while you're playing. So it's good for stuff like that. But if you are trying to get your bass right, like you're, you're going to come out with some really tinny sounds, you know, because
0: <laughs> the sound profile yeah. for
1: that thing is like, it's like Timbaland style, you know, where the bass is like number one. And then everything kind of drops off from there, <laughs> you know, instead of having yeah, a that's more, true. more even line uh, of doing that. So.
0: Well, I mean, you know, you kind of bring up a good point, though, and and it's one of the points I wanted to talk about is that uh, uh, they're they're great for being drums. I mean, uh, you're able to hear the drums pretty well through the headphones, oh, yeah. and uh, and. Often th- I mean, uh, pretty much every time that we record in a studio environment, we record with headphones. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, I mean, people will be recording with really cheap, crappy headphones and wonder why the performances really aren't top notch. Right, right. It's, it's mostly because people can't hear themselves. <laughs> wow.
1: Yes, that's ch- definitely true. Although, you know, if you're like me who likes to record with one ear on, one ear off so I can hear my my natural voice in the way that it sounds instead of through the earphones, because you know I've never really been yeah. a fan of latency or delay, and I, I nine times out of ten always get that because I can hear my voice doubled over in this, in the headphones. So I'll take my earphone off um, to to really give a good recording and deliver a good recording.
0: All right, so yeah, I mean, luckily now uh, there's a lot of DAWs that have, uh, or not even DAWs, just systems that. Uh, remove delay compensation but Mm. uh, being able to hear the music well and have it translated well in headphones uh, I mean a lot of engineers and on tracking engineers and stuff like that know that people that can hear the pitch of the song as well as themselves clearly uh, being able to, uh, to hear their own pitch they, mm-hmm. they usually give a better performance. I mean, drummers, when they're able to hear things accurately, can stay in time better. Um, I mean, there, there's a, a lot of benefits to having a good quality pair of headphones. And Oh, yeah. Uh, I had actually put up on my Facebook uh, a post from Time uh, talking about the 18 headphone brands ranked from worst to best. Of course, uh-huh. number eighteen was Plantronics, and oh my gosh, they make headphones. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. And then number no- oh. number seventeen is Beats by Dre. <laughs>
1: that is amazing. Yeah. I I mean I can believe it. You know, most people, Beats is is it's a pretty. It's more about being pretty. Yeah, it really is the look. Like um, I have my one of my guys at work, um, who is like, you know what? I'm not buying it for the audio. I'm buying it because it looks good and it's wireless. And you know, I want to look cool. That's the the whole thing about Beats. is it, It's a it's yeah. a fashion, uh, fashion headphone. It's not a a real monitoring headphone.
0: Yeah. All right. So moving down the list, number twelve is Bose, uh, which, oh, don't even get me started on Bose. Like yeah.
1: The- I know I know you have a
0: um, painting z- side with the Bose. <laughs> well, I mean Bose is okay growing up with them when I didn't know anything better. They were pretty good. I mean, yeah, their yeah. old surround sound systems were great, but their headphones just never really sounded right to me. Um yeah. uh, even their quiet comforts. I mean, the the noise cancellation is bar none some of the Best noise cancellation i've had in any pair of headphones Mm -hmm. but i mean the the range i mean they it it sounds to me like they use compression to uh trick your ears into thinking that you're hearing something that's not really there Huh. Okay. uh, So, I mean, uh, it's sort of the same thing that they do with their acoustic mass systems. uh, You're like, wow, I'm getting some real deep bass here. And (laughs) in reality, you're only hearing the mid-bass. You're not getting the super low frequencies. Yeah, yeah. uh, They're using their air air chambers and resonance and all that stuff. I mean, it's cool. They're using um, psychoacoustics to... Uh, help you feel like you're getting a better product, but unfortunately right. you're mostly paying for the R and D for psychoacoustics.
1: Yes. Yes. Bose is, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's always been one of those staples and I look at Bose at the same way that I look at Olin Mills, you know, they've just <laughs> been there, you know, and yeah. people, everybody knows who Bose is. Everybody knows who Olin Mills is and what they do. And, um, I, I myself had a chance to listen to the acoustic mass system and was considering buying it because I liked the small look of the speakers and they were out of the way kind of thing. And um, even though they were, you know, $1,500 price range, you know, it was, it was, it was decent, you know, it was, it was where it needed to be at. And, you know, of course they create the, the whole theater surround sound kind of thing but of course <laughs> yeah. they got 20 of those things in there yeah to create that sound so it's like you in order to get that you would have to spend astronomical amounts of money when you could get just as good of a sound with a, a much better system
0: yeah so. and uh, i personally feel that their headphones are once again highly overrated i mean their bass is mostly mid-bass it's not uh really low bass and also mm-hmm. it's a really uh, kind of missing a few frequency ranges, and really, um, they really over overcompensate with the highs. Okay. Uh, it's like super crispy on the highs and kind of sharp to my ears. Right. Um, so it's not really accurate. I don't. I'm um, whatever. Um. Cool. Number two, Grado, and number one, short which sure yeah sure like the microphone company uh which is kind of interesting i have seen a lot of studios with uh sure headphones and Mm -hmm. uh i haven't had a chance to listen to them but i I hear some people actually liking them um but uh, uh i personally like uh the sennheisers a little bit more just because of um the Sound isolation is a little bit better. You don't get as much headphone bleed from the Shores, in my opinion.
1: How How is the uh, comfortability of the Sennheiser's? Because you know, I'm a Sennheiser man when it comes to microphones, um, and I have been interested in getting some new headphones. But my biggest thing with the Audio Technica's is that after long periods, you know, and by long periods, I mean like 35 to 40 minutes worth of wear, um, it would actually. Cause my ears to kind of hurt, and these are the over-the-ears. These are not the yeah. earbuds or anything like that. They're they're actually over the ears. So I was wondering what the Sennheisers are like.
0: Yeah, Um, the the HD two eighty Pros are actually quite comfortable. Uh, they're really quite comfortable. Like I've I've had these since I was in full sale, <laughs> and uh, they uh, I can wear them for hours on end and. I still have like no problems with them. Um, uh, the only thing is that they make my ears sweat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that's my only issue with them is, uh, you know, after a while I've got to let my ears breathe.
1: <laughs> yep, yep, yep. But that's pretty much any headphone, you know, if yeah. you're uh, if you're working on
0: it. Except for uh, the Grados, because the interesting interesting thing about Grado is <clears throat> that they actually are an open back design. Uh, so they let air breathe. and also they uh, are kind of a weird design in that uh, they make sure that the speaker is at a certain distance away from your ear, um, uh-huh. which I mean translates into a really magical performance. I, I wouldn't mix in them. I uh, would do it uh, have a pair purely for musical enjoyment. Um, so what
1: what grados would you recommend or which ones are the ones that are most popular
0: uh there's
1: tons <laughs> of them right now
0: yeah i mean the grado fi- uh, uh gs 500 i think is actually pretty good but they're really expensive the most expensive ones are actually the ps1000 which yeah. is 1695 dollars I'm not paying that for some dang
1: headphones, dude. But dude, their uh, frequency
0: range is from five hertz to fifty kilohertz. Wow. Yeah.
1: Going beyond the uh the natural human hearing p- capabilities, huh? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. They're trying to make sure that you feel everything. Okay. Cool. Yeah, but all right. Um, <clears throat> but once again, though, like um sony makes some great studio headphones uh i've heard them uh, often i mean those are in a lot of studios i've heard they are. um i've heard um sin of course the sennheiser hd280 pros i've um heard akgs I-, I haven't had a chance to hear the shores yet um Okay, uh, I'm looking forward to it. But, I mean, those are some great, balanced studio headphones that get some decent isolation to where you don't get too much headphone bleed. And uh, as long as your headphone mix is good, you're going to get some pretty good performances from your artists.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Um,
0: so there was uh, one thing that I had talked about with Bose that is... It's a little bit different in the way that Bose uses it uh, in comparison to what we do in audio. Uh, but the uh, overall meanings are somewhat similar. But for today's definitions, it's going to be about compression. Definitions in a Bad British Accent Compression, also known as dynamic range compression, when used to refer to an audio process or effect, compression describes a process developed during the 1920s and 30s for automatically reducing the dynamic range of an audio signal. Good show, man. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, time to explain that in English. (laughs) (laughs) So, pretty much, um, compression makes the loud sounds softer and the soft sounds louder. Hmm. It's that simple, huh? It's just about. I mean, there, there's a lot of science that kind of goes into it. But if you look at an audio signal, like an audio waveform of any type, mm-hmm. you uh, see peaks and valleys. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like if you were to look at a piece of um, egg crate uh, or egg foam mm-hmm. uh, for, for bed you would see a top and a bottom if you look at that uh, horizontally. Mm -hmm. And uh, so compression basically is what happens if you squeeze from the bottom and the top at the same time. The uh, valley starts to come up towards the peak, and the peak starts coming down toward the valley, Mm -hmm. uh, kind of evening things out. Yes. It's
1: definitely one of the most used and most important techniques that you can use in audio recording, uh, mainly because compression actually emulates the human ear. It's what our human ears do when we are um, in an environment. So say, for example, you're in the woods and something creeps you out. What happens? Your ears turns up those valleys so that they can hear what the heck was that? And tries to feed you information of what's going on. Same thing on the opposite end when you're on the, um, the runway at the airport and there's like this big, huge plane that's getting ready to come by and you hear the sonic boom of that plane, your ears are going to take those high volumes and crush them down so that you don't blow your eardrums out. Um, You know, it's a natural happening. And so, you know, compression is is very very similar to what we do. Now, the cool thing about compression that I love is that you can really fatten some things up, especially drums. Um, yeah, compression just really sings um, when you start playing with the threshold ratio and um, the the timing of when the compression actually hits.
0: Yeah, it's time for. G- Chat. all right for this episode of geek chat um there have been a lot of reboots at least within the last few years. oh my gosh, so many like eighties and nineties stuff i mean i I kind of um, <laughs> I kind of alluded to this when i gave you your nickname of captain caveman uh, oh, okay even though they're not doing any flintstones remakes bummer but yeah. <laughs> uh, i think we got enough uh, from the 90s live action movies but uh, yeah, <laughs> but actually there, there's just been so many it's like hey we've got all this technology now let's make all these things from the 80s and 90s Cool and relevant again. (laughs) You know that
1: there's a dude that on the internet. If you go to YouTube, um, I forget what the name of this is. I'm I'm hoping that I can find it here in in my short little spiel here. But he made a flash uh, flash based uh, thing that when all the '90s reboots and stuff were coming out with Transformers, from that point on, he made like all these new ones. Like he made he he put Teddy Ruxpin out there. He put the the rainbow bright he put um alf um he had like all these different movie renditions of dark and and crazy versions of these movies and the funny thing is is that half of the stuff that he's come out with has actually happened (laughs) and i'm like this is ridiculous like this dude really knew like one of them was care bears where he it was an epic war between the Care Bears, but it was like these huge bears that were like roaring. They were like roar, and then it was uh the 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 pony My Little Ponies. Yeah. They were running towards each other in this epic battle, like
0: roar, And I'm like, oh my
1: god, Care Bears and Little Ponies. You know, I'm like, oh my gosh, like. Well, the crazy so thing funny. is,
0: is uh, that My Little Pony and Care Bears have both been rebooted in cartoons. Oh my God! Really? Yes. I mean, like yes. it, it started with Transformers, which was pretty cool. It was pretty epic. It Everybody was. was like, "Ah!" I mean, I remember going to the premiere of the first Transformers movie, but um, but then it just kind of went from there. I mean, uh, we yep. even got a reboot of uh, a '80s movie that's well known called Red Dawn. Um, wow! Played by Thor. But <laughs> really, yeah, yeah, oh my he, he was a star in that I didn't
1: even know that. Yeah, but I think I think one of the reasons why is because Hasbro has their inner workings across all of these 90s. It's like the toy maker. It is. Oh, not yeah. The movie. Yeah, that's so, true. That's true. Because I smart, mean, they're smart.
0: Oh, uh, we got Transformers. We got G.I. Joe. We got My Little Pony. All those are Hasbro mm-hmm. franchises. I mean, mm-hmm. um, uh, I think even Strawberry Shortcake uh got rebooted she did she uh, did yeah and it's kind of funny but i mean then we even got a um an updated voltron luckily they didn't try to reboot it they just tried to make it new and fresh uh gotcha. with voltron force getting swiss beats to make uh, the the theme for it what uh, yeah, yeah yeah it, it was ah. actually pretty cool
1: I'm definitely going to have to check that one out. Also, Thundercats, yeah. uh, which was epic. I was like, oh my God. Oh, gosh. man. I was so uh, mad that
0: that got canceled. Yes.
1: Yes. I was like, what are you doing? Why are you messing with my childhood this way? As long as you don't do Silverhawks that way, I would love to see another Silverhawks reboot. I, I really love that se- uh, session of cartoons that they came out with. But come on, man. You know, um, if I'm not mistaken, I think I did hear rumblings about a ThunderCats movie.
0: Uh yeah, I think that's been put in development heck right now. <laughs> Uh, you know, I I think that that's what happened with it. I don't know, but I mean it still might be happening. But (laughs) there is going to be a live action for a particular superhero that is blue with green hair. Oh no. Captain Planet, he's a hero. Yes. Uh, I was like, what are you doing?
1: Like the only way that I could see them doing at uh Captain Planet good is if they make him like Captain Adam on the DC universe side. Like Captain Adam virtually is like Captain Planet, but he just doesn't have the green hair. You know, so if they could do and make him look cool and maybe make the rings to where they have a little bit more significance, like they did in the Lord of the Rings, it could it could work. As long as they don't maybe they'll do what they did with um Spider-Man and how they they took the song and integrated it <laughs> into that. I I love that about Spider Man too. No spoilers here. There is a song they took one of the um classic songs that we sing as sung as children and put it in there that has a reference to a spider. I'm not gonna tell you what the song is, but it was awesome in the way that they did it.
0: Yeah, yeah. We'll be talking about that more maybe next episode. But Okay. I wonder if they're gonna keep the mullet for Captain Planet. <laughs> You know, I never even thought about that He
1: does have one, doesn't he? Yeah, he has a mullet You were just so used to seeing it when you were a kid Like you didn't think about it It was like, oh, that's pretty cool He's got a rat tail You (laughs) remember rat tails? Oh, oh,
0: yeah (laughs) Yeah, I remember rat tails Oh my goodness Uh -uh. I so wanted one when I was a kid It just didn't look as good on a white boy Oh, No (laughs) Yeah. You know, I was thinking since Billy Ray Cyrus is wanting his mullet back so much, why not have him play Captain Planet? Uh, (laughs) I don't quite
1: think that'll work, you know. Well, I mean, when when
0: he's uh, talking to, you know, the the kid that uh, is like heart, uh, you know, he could be like don't don't tell my heart
1: <laughs> my achy breaky heart i just don't think you'd understand <laughs> yeah that i don't think that'll go for too well uh, though country fans would suck it up
0: yeah 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 uh also with these uh series i mean what's amazing is you know there are some shows from the 90s that are uh continuing are still going i'm waiting for a Save by the bell reboot
1: uh, they tried that <laughs> so many times and I don't know, man. I don't, You're not going to get that, that same d-
0: dynamic. Happen. You just cannot no. replace Zach Morris.
1: However, Boy Meets World. Yeah,
0: I actually I, just saw the, uh, the first episode of Girl Meets World. And how did that go? Because I haven't seen it yet. Um, I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, there were some, the show's going to have to grow into its own, but, mm-hmm. uh, Overall, though, like uh, there were some clever things uh, in there, and um, it really did have kind of a classic feel. Um, it's basically centered around Corey's daughter, and she uh, has her best friend that is essentially just like Sean. Corey's best friend. <laughs>
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah. And
1: he's he's supposed to be the principal in this one, right?
0: Uh, He's actually the teacher. So. The teacher? Yeah. So. so he's
1: taking over for Mr. Feeney. Um, Feeney. Well, yeah. I, I always get him and Belding mixed up. I, I don't know why I do that, because Mr. Feeney was so much cooler than Belding.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Feeney was cooler than Belding. Uh, but, of course, what do you expect from the voice of Kit? <laughs>
1: I did not know that. That's interesting. I'll have to do some do more research on my actors. Yeah, yeah. Cool. He's the
0: voice of Kit. Hello, Michael. Yep. Where, are we, yep. where are we going today? <laughs> I don't know, Michael. You are the human. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Mr. Matthews.
1: <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So is, what about Topanga? She's not coming back, is she?
0: She is. She's actually Corey's wife. What? Yeah, yeah. They have two children together. Interesting. Yeah, so uh the the main character, Corey's daughter, actually has a little brother and he's actually kind of cool too. <laughs> cool, yeah. Cool, cool. I mean it, right. it was it was really well done. I mean I I you know I can't hate on it. It really did have some of that classic boy meets world feel to feel. it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed the conversations between Corey and Sean. They really had a lot of heart to heart, especially since uh Sean's dad was never really there. And he struggled with that a lot. Yeah. And even though I didn't really go through that, I had a lot of friends who did. So I could kind of glean a little from what they talked about, you know, because it was a real situation going on with a lot of divorce, a lot of divorces that were going on um, Yeah, during our childhood. Like, you know, that was when it seemed like divorce rates
0: just began to shoot through the roof. That's know? true. That is true. The 90s just,
1: they don't get old, man. No. You know? I remember when I saw the, I I about flipped my wig because I didn't ever think he was going to ever return back to it. But when I saw Vanilla Ice's commercial for Macaroni and Cheese and he was doing the ninja rap song (laughs) and the mom is in there and she's just like, I know you. And then he's singing, go ninja, go ninja, go. And she's just like, yeah, go ninja, go ninja, go. And the, (laughs) the way they integrated the kid, the kid is just like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. I know you're not embarrassing me in the middle of this supermarket. Mom, let's go. Now, <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, what's really helped a lot of this, I think, has been a lot of the conventions because they're they're bringing more and more of those actors and stuff like that. I mean, the uh, former Power Rangers are going all over like all these comic conventions, and I know, like, I it know, started off as comic conventions, but uh, now it's like bringing in like the Boy Meets World actors at these comic conventions and bringing in like uh, doing a Say by the Bell reunion in uh, uh, these conventions and like all these things from our past Uh, it's really it's really interesting the way that they are trying to incorporate uh, all these things into the conventions you might as well just turn it into tv and movie conventions
1: yeah Yeah, like uh, like it's just like the same thing happened with me concerning video games like when we hit the ipad era you know, I was at AT and T. It was like 2006, 2007 when they had first announced the first iPhone, um, and or not the first iPhone. Um, iPhone was 2004 when it was announced, but yeah. it didn't you know it didn't come out until around that time frame. But I started working 2006, 2007, and then that's when they started to like make it available. But <clears throat> the when that came out, I never thought of that as a gaming thing you know but (laughs) it was the sole reason why 2d platformers were kept alive yeah like i i just looking at the way playstation 3 was going and with xbox 360 when they first came out i was just like 3d games are going to take over Yeah. and i love 2d platformers i was such a mega man fan and such a heavy uh 2d gamer from a fighting game perspective i was like yeah these games i'll just be the old guy you know yeah but now it's like they are now making they have an actual street fighter series online that they're making with like movie budget style filming yeah assassin's fist yeah and i'm like this is why i so love our community like the the 90s community if you will is because we don't forget you know we pay quote-unquote homage to the things that we actually care about and we stay true to those things and actually integrate them into our daily lives like you have youtube people out there who are making episodic content and integrating little Mac from the Nintendo series. You know, it's like that's that stuff mattered to us, man. It it was part of our childhood and and we don't lose that side of ourselves. So,
0: yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, I mean, it's really amazing uh, what they're bringing back. And uh, it's nice feeling that nostalgia. So we want to know what 80s or 90s reboot or remake uh, are you looking forward to are you excited about um and you might
1: like want to see
0: yeah and so let us know and uh we can talk about it and also let us know what you want to hear in the audio bites podcast overall and remember to comment share show some love
1: yep yep and and don't be afraid. We don't bite. You know, just leave a little comment. We'll definitely get back to you. We'll definitely hit you up. Uh, Twitter, whatever, whatever means necessary. But tell us how we're doing. You know, we really want to know uh, what you think.
0: All right. Well, that's it for this show. Um, until next time, I'm Chris. And I'm JD. Take it easy, y'all.